You're listening to Sounds Like Life. My name is Aisha Barmenia. As I record this, Canada is under the National Quarantine Act, and everyone has been asked to stay indoors and socially distance and work from home because of the coronavirus. Just one month ago, it was not a Canadian problem back then, and we were still able to go about our business. I was up in South River, Ontario, uh, doing an artist residency at New Adventures in Sound Art. It was the tail end of winter, and there was still snow, and it was still cold, but things were starting to thaw out a little bit, and despite it being late February, I was received very warmly by the people who lived there. I had been invited to do this artist residency by a gallery called New Adventures in Sound Art, and by the um, artistic director Darren Copeland there. He and the other director there, Nadine Thoreau Copeland, had been doing these interviews with residents of South River since they had moved the gallery there a few years ago, and they wanted me to come up and make something, as some sort of composition with the interviews that they had collected. These interviews were with residents of the area, as well as people who had lived there and moved away, or had family who had lived there. And so when I got these interviews, I listened to them, and I was able to pick out some different themes, and I created the experimental documentary that we're about to listen to, uh, called The South River Portrait. Basically, the goal of the assignment was to create something that sounded like the place. So what I did was I worked with these interviews as well as field recordings and uh, some music that I composed and created this doc, which I hope sounds like um, a portrait of South River. in South River, Brenda? I did not. I grew up in southern Ontario and I moved north in 1979 to Perry Sound area and then to McKellar and then to South River. Well, we came here in 1985. My husband had always worked in the lumber industry and he wanted a business of his own. And after searching for about a year and a half, we ended up here in South River. 1985. Brought our four boys who were from grade 2 to grade 12 at that time and all of them over the course of the time till we sold in 1996 worked with us in the business. Joe, what was your first memory of Sunridge, South River, this area? Funnily enough, my first memory uh, was coming in, flying in, in a small 1946 Aronka Champion airplane from Moussigny and landing at the airfield here. 
coming down from uh, we we lived uh, for one year in Musini. Um, you know, it's Muskeg, and um, it's very very empty. Here, it's not that much different, um, except you can always find the landmarks. There's always uh, a highway. There's the highway that, that you know threads everything together. But of course, east and west of that, there's empty land too. And um, I think here it's more. Uh, I think it's a little bit different. I think the, the trees are certainly different. There was black spruce, and here we know what it is. It's maples and. How about when you were growing up? I was growing up. Oh, okay. When I lived on the farm at the golf course, that was different. We had a big box stove downstairs in the living room, the kitchen stove, because it was only the stone part that we lived in, eh? And the pipes went up through a, a hole in the floor through the bedrooms, and sometimes they would catch on fire if the fire got going too much. I can remember my mom throwing, <coughs> you know, wet towels over them to cool them off because otherwise it was close to the walls eh? and that but uh, you know and the same we did puzzles and we played games and outside activities and that so that yeah, was I mean I don't regret any of that. It was never, never no. like an empty moment. There was no we all got along I mean there were five of us and kids and uh, mom and dad and so we did what we could do and no, it was okay, actually. I don't regret it. I think of the good times we used to have, eh? mm -hmm. which is what, what is special when all the families are together like that. So, My grandparents bought property in 1952, I believe, on Eagle Lake. And they almost bought the property that became Miccosue Park, except it was a hunting camp or something at the point, or a tourist lodge and that kind of thing. And my grandmother said, I'm not doing other people's laundry. <laughs> so they decided not to buy the Miccosue property, but they bought uh, uh, the um, off Scarlet Road, just a little bit north of the Narrows. Beautiful, beautiful property. So I was born in 1957, and I can't remember the first time coming up here because I was probably a teeny, teeny, tiny baby. I came from the city, uh, and now I own an 80-acre farm. So I'm intimately connected with the different level of work physically that's required just to keep it going day to day. Well, when I first came up here, uh, we came up during the winter, which was a stupid thing to do. Uh, you should generally come up here during the spring, summer, or fall if you want to get settled, but we came up during the winter. Well, we came here, we were lost. <laughs> yeah. So it was kind of exciting because we were on an adventure, but we knew we were going north, and we knew we were going for about a month, and we were taking our cameras and doing all kinds of photos, and the, the evening that we arrived in South River, and I said we were lost, we were lost because we didn't know where we were going to pitch our tent, and it was our last night before we took the, you know, the rest of the trip back home, which at that time was Kingston and, and Joe lived in Charbot Lake. So, um, we and we just headed down that road because we could see the sign that said Algonquin Park and Tom Thompson and something like that. So we we were just looking, feeling guided. It's almost like the car was taking us. And we got almost to the end of the road and we saw a big for rent sign on this huge building. 
and we just looked at each other and we just felt kind of you know this tingly feeling like oh something's here you know so we went and knocked at the person's door who was renting it they invited us in as if they've known us all their lives we talk stories about nature and photographing birds and wildlife and canoeing and, and it was just like we'd known them forever and then they showed us the place for rent and, and we just looked at each other and said, do you want to move? When you first came to South River, you'd already experienced the region, or just a circumstance, or what did it offer that other places didn't, or? We played a game, well it wasn't a game, one, one day I was out with the children, there was a leg hold trap, mm -hmm. and we were sliding down this hill and this leg hold trap was in a tree and Alicia's hands went right by it and in it was a dead critter and it had chewed its paw off before it died. Oh but it gosh. still hadn't got out. So we developed a hatred for those traps. So there's a trap on the floor, a beaver had been caught and it was only the bones. There was nothing, there was no body there. It had all been consumed. And so your eyes focus in on the problem. You realize this is different. And you saw wolf prints and looked up and there they were. They were just watching us and we were handling their dinner. Right, right. And it, we had a very old dog with us. So there was, Alicia was beside me and then we had this amazing moment where we looked up and all of us looked at each other. And then AJ and I turned around and I, we put the beaver down and then we picked up the dog and we just walked quietly away and that was, was one of those moments that were beautiful. I would come up with grandma a lot even when mom and dad couldn't come and so I do remember being at the lake and just the silence. I do remember CBC Radio playing all the time when I was up here with Grandma, and she would knit and she would crochet and she would write and everything like that. Always a lot to read. We would go fishing. But I can remember being 10 years old. I think it was, I was either 10 or 11, either 67 or 68. And for some reason, I just really, really started fixating on the Russian invasion of Czechoslovakia. And I don't know why, at 10 or 11, that was something which was, I, I just thought this was a terribly important story. That, and, and I can remember the, the soft glow of the lights and the call of the loons out in the water and the wave lap, waves lapping on the shore and this sound of this CBC radio reporting on this military invasion. So I don't know what it was about me as an 11-year-old. I think it was the sense of 
I'm away from my parents in this very, very, very quiet, quiet, quiet place, and there are bad things happening in the world, and I'm kind of scared, you know? Except Grandma was there, so that mitigated the feeling of being scared. I moved here from Bob Cajun. I was 14, and I'm 53 now, so. You always know in the fall, you'll hear, or around December, you'll start hearing the chickadees, so you know it's winter and the blue jays and then of course in the spring it's more the robins and uh, different uh, oh, sparrows they i don't know what exactly the sound they make but uh, you just hear different things different sounds and they're definitely my entertainment i i like watching them watching their behaviors We inherited a very good business. It was well established and the previous owners were very good in helping us get established ourselves. Wim took George around to meet all of the construction workers because we came here in December. And back in those days, the town shut down as far as building was concerned. And most of the contractors back then would plow snow or have some other means of doing something through the winter time rather than continuing with construction. A lot of them today are continuing in construction and they have the facility to keep things warm and carry on. Back then, why, that was sort of how we got our feet wet. Uh, George was quite familiar with the lumber business. I knew nothing <laughs> uh, about that other than, you know, I knew what a piece of wood was and I knew what nails were and I could use a hammer. But as far as being able to help somebody as a customer, I had to learn all that. And over the course of time, I did and really enjoyed it. Uh, as it turned out, a year later, the owners of the ABC Lumber closed their store. Their two boys were not interested in carrying on, and mom and dad were ready to retire, so we became the only one in South River. I don't know what it is about local stores that they don't think have what they need, because we do. Just generally speaking, a lot of people who are local don't seem to support local business. Why? Well, we're just small, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> so our story about the winter is, it was a beautiful day. Alicia had her cross-country skis. Our daughter. Our daughter. And our son, who was about five, was a Superman hero. So he had his Superman cape and he was walking. So we head out to the lake and we're sticking to the shore. And David's walking in front, marching, AJ's at the rear, and John and I are in the middle, gauging out the Otter Lake. Yes. And then all of a sudden, as if he just took a breath, he disappeared, he went straight in. And the only thing on the ice was his cape, because it was caught. So I grabbed the, the cape and I was pulling back and my weight took me in. Oh. So I went in, but I had David here now, and then John had a log to stand on and he pulled the two of us out. Wow. So um, our respect for ice yeah. just yeah. grew. Of course, we're all fine, so it's a good story to tell. Yes. <laughs> Taking David up from there, soaking oh, wet, I see. screaming. 
as I reach this 40-year mark in this same spot, in the same house, you know, the landscape will... I, I, I will return sort of favorite landscapes and re-examine them, and that will kind of mark that moment, thinking about that. So do you find you revisit the same locations and things around your property, and then, but over time, your response has changed to them? I did recently revisit familiar favorite spots. It started because I had read a quote from uh, the artist David Milne, and he had referred to a place where he spent time living and painting. Um, later, he referred to it as a perfect painting place. And I did make a journey down to New York State to stay there and to paint. I wanted to see the, you know, what a perfect painting place looked like. And then when I came back here, it made me wonder, um, so what is perfect and what about, what about my spot and what about my favorite places and how would they measure up and were they perfect or had they lost a little something over time. So I, I did a project. I went and I revisited places that um, had a lot of meaning to me or I'd drawn repeatedly over the years. So I, I, I did a series and revisited those familiar spots and in, they held up. They're still as beautiful and evocative and they're still, and of course now they're linked to time. <clears throat> they're linked to my time here. They're not really, they're not just about, they're not just about, you know, a landscape. They're about time passing and what, what happened there or what's happened since and how that all layers together. So first impression? Uh, not, I don't think it's really changed that much. You know, we, we've always loved it up here. We knew people here from coming up different times during the year. So, uh, you know, it's about the same and we really like it here. So I've been writing songs. The last four songs I've written is about South River and area. So <laughs> I love to write the songs about South River and usually funny songs, it makes people laugh, but it makes them remember. Well, a few years ago, there was a youth group that were putting on a play written by somebody locally, and they wanted a fiddle, some fiddle music and a, and a, a tune for the, for the play. And I thought, well, the name of the, of the, our, the nickname for South River is called Charcoal Town. So I got some information from different people and went to the library and got information there and talked to a few people, elders from town here, and I wrote the song for uh, Charcoal Town about South River and about uh, the train station and the hardware store and Eagle Lake and Rye and, you know, all that kind of thing. And then that, that's the last line on that, and when I'm asked where I'm from, I'm from South River with pride.
do you find that the, the many outsiders that pass through here, that there's something that they're missing? And, what, and what, did, what did it do for you that those other places didn't do? What about the things that you can do here that you can't do? What are the sacrifices of living here? I think there's a funny thing about outsiders, insiders, locals, um, cottagers, tourists. There's that divide, yeah. But what I found is, in actual fact, there's a community of people that come every year that have deep, deep roots. They're very, very um, entwined in this area. They've been here, their families have been here much longer than I have. So um, they're passionate about the area. They've got, um, you know, memories and places that were built by grandfathers and great-grandfathers. Those are, um, like, those are people that I, that I meet. As far as people passing through, well, I guess they're on their way to somewhere else, and I don't really, I, I don't, have much to do with them. They just kind of come through, get some groceries, whatever, and I, d I don't see them again. No, I just, yes, I don't, you know, I don't really have any kind of relationship with them. Even though we were, were born around here, we're not, you know, from this area, we feel like we're home here. Yeah, it's, it's home. Mm -hmm. I, really, I really admire this whole area. It's, it's, you feel at home. Yeah. More relaxed and I mean the other places we were in it was nice too, but nice people. Mm -hmm. But this is more um, I think we find our, our destiny or find our home. Yeah. When we do, we, we feel more relaxed and we say this this is it. But is there a sense I mean I get a sense of South River being a kind of a uh, launching point for going to other places like Macro or or out to the park or out to whatever. The park. Yes. Like, is it, is it Sunridge have a similar thing or is no, it, no because Sunridge is the destination because it's on the lake. It's on, because it's on the lake, yeah. Yes. yes. So that it is, is the difference. destination. Yes. Where uh -huh. South River is not the destination. No. It's no. a kind of convenient yes. 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 commercial point there. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Right. Um, but I mean, all of that is very unfounded. I fell in love with it. I don't know what it was, and I just I came up. I've known John and Julia for a long time, and um, James, of course, has known John and Julia since he was five. Um, but we've always lived in Toronto, and um, we noticed that every single weekend we would leave the city and go hiking and go into the woods and go north, you know. So we decided... Um, that somehow we were going to move north. It was more human because the woods are right there. I mean, you can be in the woods very quickly. Um, you just have to walk a few steps. Uh, actually, on the property, there's a very magical couple of forest clumps that are on these beautiful hills. And um, it's, you know, when you walk into a forest and you just do this, you go, you know, it's just this release of all the tension that you don't know is in your body. <laughs> but in the city, it's just 
it feels for me anyway like it's constantly there and and I have been noticing it a lot because I have regular intervals in the woods you know and hiking so I really notice it and I just feel like I can breathe that it's quiet and and connected and and uh, it's magic it's pure magic it's as close to magic as you can get I think <laughs> South River especially I've never seen a community as strong uh, especially if anybody's in need this community will come together so quickly it doesn't matter if they don't know you or not. They don't care what color you are, what nothing, but they will all come together and they will all fundraise. They will make sure you, whatever you need, it will be done. And over the years, I've, I cannot say I've seen a, a town like South River. They're the only ones that I know. I'm sure there is, but they are very community-minded for sure. It's really opened up my eyes that way, and I always think I'm very grateful to be here, big time. I have one story, quickly. My neighbor down um, across the road from when we lived at the other house, our, what was it, our, we had a severe um, thunderstorm, and uh, our hydro went out, and I was home alone with the kids, my husband was at work and there was some other things happening in the house that I was scared and I went over to my neighbors and they just happened they have a propane stove and so the kids and I went over and they just had they gave us a bowl of I don't know a stew or soup and a drink and they just you know we were able they helped us out when at need and it was just so warm to go in there and they like I say they had a big pot of I don't know if it was stew on their stove and just really nice. And they opened their doors to us and helped us out. But anyway, I also remember the first year we were here, as I said, we came in December and we bought skis to go family skiing. And right across the road from us, one of our employees and our oldest boy used to make track for cross country skiing. And we used to head out sometimes in the morning before work or on a Sunday afternoon when we were closed. And said, this is just like a, like the Christmas cards. It was just such a beautiful scene. And you don't appreciate where you're living until you get there, I guess, and really realize how beautiful this area is. We found a home here. We found family and friends through the business, through our church, and made, made good friendships here. That was a South River portrait by me, Aisha Barmania, produced uh, for New Adventures in Sound Art in South River, Ontario.